Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Sharon. I had a 40-year porn addiction. Porn was an unwelcome guest for 32 years of our marriage. I found hope and freedom when I attended a Gateway to Freedom weekend. And I found hope and the courage to begin my healing journey while attending Wives Care. Don't be like us and allow porn to wreak havoc in your lives. Reach out to Be Broken today. To learn more about Gateway to Freedom, 3-Day Intensive for Men, and Wives Care online groups, visit BeBroken.org or call 210-822-8201. That's BeBroken.org or 210-822-8201. Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio Program. We're a listener-supported outreach of Be Broken Ministries, and we exist to help individuals and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. How important is trust to emotional health and building strong, mature relationships? It's vital. Yet many men that we've served in our ministry struggle terribly with trust. In today's episode, Stephen and I are going to dig into this important topic of trust through the lens of one man's story that begins with him not able to trust his parents with his thoughts and feelings and ends with him finally living what he calls a love plus trust story. We will share the distinction between love and trust and how love plus trust takes us even deeper than love alone. We need to learn how to understand trust in its multi-layered dimensions if we want to enjoy strong, healthy relationships. For resources from Stephen to help you grow and mature emotionally, visit drmarriage.org. For even more resources, visit BeBroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. And as always, please rate and review the podcast after listening because this does help others to find it. Now, let's dive into today's conversation on trust. All right, Mr. Stephen Cervantes. We are here and ready and excited. Well, and I'm especially excited because before we even started this one, you were like, I'm so excited about this next podcast. And so, I am excited. Uh, <laughs> listeners, just in case you didn't know, I think most of you do, especially if you're watching, if you watch the podcast, <laughs> you realize that we, we record multiples at a time because you're... You, you know, we, we're not that good at coordinating on wearing the exact same clothes. <laughs> Why every is he always <laughs> in the same shirt? You know? But uh, so this is this is our fourth recording for this uh, session that we're yeah. doing. But I, I, I love the fact that we we kept the one that energizes Steve the most oh, for, last. for last. So, so hopefully we're going to finish. Up and really I have to say, here. I love white shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at one point, I had twenty five white cotton shirts. <laughs> It's like, how many shirts do you need? I finally got rid of them. I don't need that many shirts, you know. But but there's something about a white power shirt that I love. <laughs> and now we're on this topic. And, and I'll tell you what happened. I'm taking off. I don't know Go if there's it, more yeah. intro. I'm going. But it's like I found a missing piece. I love it when God shows up and shows me a piece of something I did not get. Mm-hmm. Like we've been doing this a long time. We hear a lot of the same things over and over again. But when you get a new piece and a new perspective, and the whole idea is how do you help a guy change? I mean, really, how where is he stuck? What needs to change? And you know, it's it's like uh, we do all these regular things that everybody else does, but when you find a piece that's quiet, hidden, and you can pull it out, and it will change everything. Wow, that's a, an exciting day. And after I heard the story and asked the guy for permission, he said, sure. And what I love about the men is they all say, 
Yeah, tell my brother. Mm-hmm. So he's not living in ignorance. Share anything that I share with you. We never share names. We don't tell stories of people. We pre- teach principles and ideas. And this guy said, yeah. And in fact, I take a concept and I put a lot of parts together that he didn't put in just because I hear the stories all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read this like one story. It's one thought he had with a bunch of thoughts I had in one story. And it's about finding a missing piece that changes everything. Now, do I have you on the edge of your I'm seat? I'm ready. That's a good teaser. <laughs> so I'm just going to read this and we're going to stop and talk, Okay. He says, I have a new perspective. Never had this view before. But I remembered something I'd been missing. And here it is. I've never trusted anyone. I've never trusted. Think about this your whole life. I have never trusted anyone to take care of me, to disclose, to be interested in me. I've never trusted. And then he said... Here's the start. I could not trust my own parents with my feelings and my emotions. Think about this. Dad's got his problems. Mom's got his problems. They fight. There's conflict. There's, you want to protect your parents? Well, don't add burdens to them. Just suck it up. Keep it to yourself. So he says, I did not trust my mother because she was an emotional mess. I did not trust my father. He was an emotional mess. So I did what a good son does. I keep my own feelings and thoughts, my fears, my doubts, my wants, my needs. I keep them inside. And I trust no one. So I go outside my home, and people laugh at me, call me names, bully me, are mean to me, don't include me. And it's like, I'm not trusting me with you either. Mm. You're stupid. The adults are stupid, and you're stupid. I'm going to protect myself. I'm not going to trust anyone. Now I pause, and you, what are you thinking? Yeah, you know, one of the things that you said that really uh, hit me was the, the idea that he couldn't trust his parents with feelings and emotions. You know, I think that's that's a really, really common experience that we see from the guys mm, that come through the Gateway weekend. Yes is, oh, you know what? I could have very robust conversations with my parents about a topic. Like, hey, we could talk sports, or we could talk cars, or we could talk, you know, we could talk about, maybe we could even talk about my athletic ventures or whatever. There's a lot of things that we could talk about. So it wasn't like there was total silence in the home, Mm -hmm. but there was not dialogue around feelings. And the emotions and the challenges of life and, and the I, fears. And what I and love those. is that this guy realizes how much that is connected to trust. In other words, it wasn't just, hey, I couldn't share my feelings and emotions, but he's realizing that's a reason I couldn't trust them with that. And I love that connection because too many times I don't think we make that connection. That's right. Like, Trust, we talk a lot about the fact that trust is built on truth, right? you got to be able to tell the truth. Mm. But that's got to include the fact that we're also going to connect at an emotional level. Yes. Can I, can I, I can only trust you at a certain level, Stephen, if I only have, like, your resume. Your, okay. your, like, you know, professional resume. 
I can go, okay, I could trust this guy as a counselor, right? Mm. Does that necessarily mean I could trust you as a friend? Yeah, no. No. Mm. So there, why? The emotional connection is so much different, right? Yes. Because yes. if you're going to be my the friend, safety. I have to tell you how I feel. Yeah, that's right. My struggles. And if my I can't dad. do that, I can't trust you. Yeah. So, and you know what popped into my head? Look, my parents sacrificed for me. They took money that they could have spent on themselves, and they bought me clothes and food. And, and you know, they sent me to a private school. And, and you know, they loved me. They sacrificed. I mean, we come from love stories. There is no doubt. Every parent loves. If you sacrifice, that's love. So we all have love stories. But then I thought, but what's the trust story mm. of your life? Because if you're going to be whole, you're going to have to have a love story. Mm. Right? Love to me is sacrifice, not just pleasure. You love when you will lay down your life for a friend. You sacrifice. You love. You give. You don't, you're not greedy. You, you take care of your children. You have written a love story. But have you written a trust story? Oh, man. Wow. You know what is, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead, but I have to share this thought while it's in my head. That is the gospel, isn't it? Keep going. God so loved. What did he do? He sacrificed. What does he say? Trust me. Like, there's Mm. trust. So how many of us have only had maybe the love story and yet we're not walking in trust, like we're not building the trust story That's in our right. relationship and with God. And if you think right? about it, every addiction, every guy that doesn't know himself, everybody that hates being with himself, his head is full of stuff. He had no place to go and clear out, mm-hmm. right? All that stuff. And dad didn't say, hey, life is hard. Sexuality is hard. Being a man is hard. You're going to fall down, get back up. We didn't have those talks, yeah. right? That's good. It was like, keep it to yourself. So when you when you can't trust your the safest people, mom and dad. Well, who who out there? Because you know they love yeah. you, but you can't trust them with yourself. Mm. You know, so then you set up a protection, right? So I buried my emotions deep inside. I trusted no one. I had to keep myself safe. So you've talked before about being divided, so I can be present. I can even sacrifice, right? I can give you my ice cream and you can have it and I'll sacrifice because you're my little brother, my little sister. I can, you know, a parent say, well, no, you eat the last piece. I don't need it. I'm not hungry. That's, that's love. We all know the love part. But do you, do you want to know me? And can I trust you? Can we do the trust story part? So he said, no. And I was desperate to feel loved. And I've been desperate to find an emotionally safe place where I could talk and be known. But nothing brought me comfort until I was sexually awoken. Now think about it. We find porn. People introduce us to sexuality. They drop it in our life. They introduce us. And after that day, sexuality became the answer to fear and loneliness. If I wanted to feel something... I knew where I could go. Mm. I could trust sex to feed me pleasure and comfort and belonging, and even if it's pseudo. What do you think? No, that's good. I, I you know, uh, I love the fact that he's drawing the connection again between this this need. The other thing too, I think that's important here is he's recognizing that 
you know, trust is not really a, just a mere luxury. Mm. In other words, it's not like it's a take it or leave it thing. From the time he was a child, and I think all of us, mm-hmm. it's like we instinctively know I need to be able to give my life to someone. I need to be able to mm-hmm. trust my life to someone. Yes. And the most obvious people are your parents. You should yeah. be able to trust your life to them. And I think what he's realizing is that wasn't something that he could just say, oh, it's not available there. Fine. I can go on with life without needing to no. feel like I need to trust But my... if mother could have been there for me, I would be okay because I could half get, right? Or dad was there. But if neither one is there, that's really the problem. And then the idea of then what happens when pornography and, and, and sexuality starts to awaken is you get this false sense of what real trust should be like right so it's almost like it's a it's a pseudo trust right i control it so right. it's, i'm always safe but it always like that girl wants me pleasures waiting for me i can make a storyline where i can be myself and mm-hmm. right so he said after that day of the sexual awakening sexuality became the answer to fear and loneliness sexuality brought me pleasure and comfort and if no one knew it, I could stay safe. What are we doing to keep our secrets safe? Mm-hmm. The place of pleasure and being known. It became a powerful tool in my survival kit. I used it to escape into that fantasy place where I was wanted and loved. Yeah. But see, again, that's one of those things where on the front end, it can so much feel like I belong. Yes. Right? But what did he say here um, in that fantasy place? Right. It feels at first like this is a place I belong. And it feels like, oh, this feels so real. It's new. But it's guess fresh, what? It's, it's fantasy. It's not real. Yeah, listen to this next line. I had discovered my life solution. It worked almost everywhere. However, it was missing one small detail. It did not include any real relationship connecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was still not trusting. Well, that's just it. You discover no real. You discover at some point in that journey of like trying to build in that fantasy place. I, I can do anything I want. I can I can have whatever I want. You discover at some point that really all you're doing is you're building a relationship with yourself. Mm. And there's a there's an emptiness, there's a redundancy to that. It's like that's not what we're made for, right? I've got to be in a relationship with someone else. Yes. And and porn had it's almost in his mind a cure all. Mm-hmm. It's like they used to sell a dollar medical elixir. It will cure everything, you know. It's like this kid said, "This is the elixir of life. It fixes all problems." It just right. has one detail. It's not real. And it's not relational. And when you're done, there is no connection. Mm-hmm. Now, remember what I wanted with my mom and dad. Truth, honesty, trust, and connection. What did I do? I isolated myself, withheld. I don't want to burden them. I'll take care of them. I won't tell you my problems, my struggles. You two have plenty of problems and struggle. I'll take care of you. But I got to find something for me. Mm-hmm. So in time, I matured and learned more about love. Love meant sacrifice. And we talked about the dream. Everybody comes from a love story. Because you would not be alive 
if your parents hadn't used their paycheck to buy you food. You'd still be in diapers if they hadn't bought you clothes, if they had not sacrificed. Now, the quality is different. Mm-hmm. But, but if they're sacrificed, it's because they love, you know? I started loving God and my wife and my children and others. I started my love story of sacrificing at the same time. I never trusted anyone. Hmm. Outwardly, I tried to be loving, and inwardly, I was untrusting. So I look normal, I talk normal, I sacrifice, I take care of the kids, take them to get ice cream, I'm patient, I'm loving, but I'm not trusting anyone because I still haven't figured out, am I safe? I've kept my fantasy comfort life alive even in marriage but I was trusting or connecting to no one so I live with a wife I live in a love story but there's no me trusting you you know I think this is a very interesting um, dissection of love and trust it's very interesting because I think sometimes people have just conflated the two. Yes. Like, now, I will say that in the healthiest relationships, they are totally overlapped and interconnected, right? Love and trust. Love and trust. Yeah. But I love the fact that he's showing us we can live divided in such a way that we can operate very uh, kind of clean, safe love Stories lovingly, yes, that are but our whole souls are disconnected from the trust piece. And I like the fact that because I I believe that there's going to be a lot of men, especially that are listening or watching, that are resonating with this a lot in terms of even how their addiction stories played out or how their you know their various sort of division in their own life has played out of saying, hey, I I know how to project this image, I know how to present myself as something here, and And I be loving, and I can do all the Christian stuff, and I can love and do a sacrifice, amen. And then they're like, but I got this whole secret part of myself, and I go to the porn and all that kind of stuff, and they realize, oh, you know what, this love trust dissection or or dichotomy here i get it now i'm i'm understanding on one aspect love because it's sacrifice yes but i've never actually given my heart i've never actually opened my heart and trusted anyone with that part of my life which means i'm scared still and i'm protecting you and you don't really want to know me and right i'm doing what i've done since i was a little bitty kid Mm -hmm. i don't want to burden you I don't want to cause you pain, right? They're still in boy thinking that if I withhold me, that we'll be fine. Right. Right? Now, the wife knows something's wrong, but she could not figure out what's wrong, what's wrong? Why, why mm-hmm. don't you love me? Well, I... Especially when the, the, the love story presentation looks so good. Like, hey, I'm loving my wife, my kids, others. My I'm God, doing my... the children, yeah. the church. And so it can be confusing when the wife is sensing there's a disconnect here. Something. But I don't... And, and that's what we hear so many times from wives, too, is what we hear is, I, I just felt like I didn't have all of him. Yeah. Right, which is exactly true. She didn't, that's right. Because she got the, she got the head... The, the love part, the, the story that said, I know how to sacrifice, I can work hard, I can do all the right yes. noble things. And we have food, clothing, shelter, house, car, land, mm-hmm. job, career, retirement. We have everything that came from sacrifice. Yeah. And you don't have me. 
Yeah. Because I'm treating you like mom and dad. Mm. They didn't want to know me. You don't want to know me. I'll just keep me to me, and I'll have my little supplement. As I reflect, he says, I was good at giving, sacrifice, and caring, but I was writing a limited love story. I loved, and I know I was loved, but today I admit I have not been living a trust story. Mm. I've never trusted God, myself, my wife, or anyone else. Love sacrificing without trust is only half living today i'm opening up and sharing more of myself it's time to express my fears and my heart and my hurt it's time for me to connect i'm tired and i want to finish whole so i've stopped the love plus fantasy life today i'm building a love plus trust life mm, that is so good i love what he says there about love that I, that is sacrificing without trust is only half living mm. and i want to challenge or i want to yeah mm. i want to i want to challenge and exhort the guys that are listening right now that that statement has just pierced your heart mm. where you realize i totally can resonate with that because that's what my life has felt like i feel like i've been half living and I want to I want to encourage and challenge you and say, hey, go on the journey this guy is on, where he's realizing I'm done with the love plus fantasy life. I really want to live a love plus trust life. Now Amen. I, I want to you know we've got some time here, Stephen. Mm-hmm. I would love for, for us to try to unpack. Okay, let's let's dig into that more. What is that? What what does that look like? How? You know, it's one thing for us to kind of look at this and guys go, yes, that's what's been going on. I've not really given myself, I've not opened myself up in that way. I've not given myself to another where I've said, I'm going to trust you with my secrets. I'm going to trust you with my pain, my feelings, and my emotions. Um, for the guys out there that are going, yes, that's me. And then they say, what's the first step in starting well, to go towards that trust? Let me talk to that child, right? Yeah. Because I would say thank you. The very first thing I would say, thank you so much. You did a beautiful job taking care of mother. She was in pain and struggling and sad, disconnected from dad. You saw the conflict and the arguing. And you took care of your mother. And you took care of your father. Thank you. You did a beautiful job. But the mission has come to an end. You don't have to take care of mom and dad anymore. You don't have to take care of your wife that way anymore you don't have to take care of god that way don't want to mess with god don't want to upset god don't want to tell god what's going on let god be happy and good and you stuff everything today's the day if you want you can bring the program to an end but never don't never do it without saying thank you little boy part of me little boy part of me who took care of mom and dad, who didn't burden anyone on the whole journey. Thank you. Beautiful job taking care of everybody else. But you haven't been taking care of yourself. And you you wonder what's wrong. It's you're closed up. And you wonder why you're confused, closed up, and you haven't opened up. So you have to go, I'm done taking care of mom and dad. Now it's okay for me to take care of me. And finds the safest person I know and start to crack open some. 
could be a group, could be your wife, but start the process of I'm changing me, I'm going to stay present, I'm going to crack open the secrets that have lived inside me, and I'm not going to run to my escape. It's time for me to take a little bit of pain and not run to escape, but hold the moment when I'm in pain and to tell someone so I can relationally connect. Yeah. What I would say, too, is, you know, because you, you might have heard that little phrase that Stephen was using of saying, take care of yourself. And you might be thinking, that's what I thought I was doing mm. in fantasy life. But here's the thing. You, you thought you were taking care of yourself in that way when, in fact, you were just numbing yourself out. You're medicating yourself. You were continuing to actually hide yourself um, from you and others. And so this whole idea of going on the love plus trust life is saying actual, true, good, healthy, taking care of me is opening myself up Mm -hmm. to those who I can love and be loved by going through that journey. Now, I will say this. When you start going on this journey, because you've been hiding fantasy self, um, it's going to hurt some people. There's going to be some hurt there. Mm -hmm. Um, You're already wounded from it. So, you know, there's there's that that you're going to have to deal with. So we don't want to, I don't want to say that going on this journey is just saying, hey, I'm going to flip a switch today. I'm going to start learning how to be vulnerable. No, you've been trying to protect that part of you your whole life because people haven't represented being safe enough in your mind to be able to actually open yourself up and say, I'm going to trust them. We're not trying to say that this is going to be an easy or quick or just sort Mm -hmm. of, you're going to do this all in one day and just flip the switch and now, boom, I'm going, I'm all this trusting person. But... You do have to take the first step. And what that means is someone in your life is going to have to hear some of your feelings and your emotions, some of your pain, some of your story that you've never told to anyone. And maybe for some of you, the safest place for you to do that is say, I need to get, I need to go see a counselor. I need to feel like I've got a little bit of some safe, confidential parameters around me when I'm trying to do this. Or my pastor. Yeah. Or an older guy in church that you really respect is very mature and wise. Yeah. Say, whoever you deem safe, you're going to have to risk Mm -hmm. and take the first step. Now, I would say, and I don't know how many times I've said this, this is my universal true answer when somebody wants to change. You ready for it? Sure. There's a first step, almost universal, to change. Be sad. Mm. Don't run. Just be sad. Face the sadness. What's the first sadness? That I've stunted myself. In the attempt to do good, we thank the boy for what he did. But the man looks at his life and says, I stunted myself. I've never been connected to anybody I have stunted me. Why do I act crazy and act out? Because I'm only half living, and then I use the pseudo-living and try to make a whole life. But I've stunted me. And by stunting me, I've stunted my marriage. I've stunted my connection with my wife. I'm stunting my children. Because when they see Dad not struggling with life open and honest, then they go, I guess it's not okay to open up and be honest. Mm. Dad never does it. See, the leader goes first, and then everybody else can follow. But if the leader doesn't go, the signal is, don't do that stuff. We don't do that stuff. So I've stunned me. I've stunned my wife. I've stunned my marriage. I've stunned my children, my family. 
and I'm going to be sad right now because I don't want to do this anymore. And when you're starting with your sadness, you're cracking open. Mm-hmm. Right? That we're not being closed. When you're sad, step one to change is always be sad. Then be sad well for a little season. Just grieve and cry out to God. I've stunned me. I don't want to stunt me anymore. I'm tired of stunting me. I thought it was good. And it was okay to help your parents. I mean, there was nothing wrong with child thinking. But a man doing child thinking and stunting himself and trying to live a whole rich life. This brother that wrote this letter wrote it for me and he wrote it for you and Mm -hmm. he wrote it for you. It says, if you're not trusting and risking and living, then you're just stunted, stalled, and waiting. And if you're numb, okay, throw that in there too, because you're not in the fight. And one other thing I want to say about sad that I want to kind of add on to that is um, sad is a far better emotion that will take you to healing than mad. Amen. And when you start feeling like as you're thinking about your history and you're thinking about the secrets that you've carried and you're thinking about the things that you've done that were not a healthy means of managing your life and all of that, it's very natural and normal for men to start to get angry at themselves and start to, you know, almost in in a way to sort of just, I'm going to, uh, by brute force, you know, change my life and I'm not going to do those things. Um, pause and try to redirect that anger to sadness. Amen. Because then I think you're getting you're tapping more into that place where healing mm. can happen cuz mad can just keep us in the cycle. You know, whereas sad mm. is saying there's something that because they're sad in two fronts. One is sad for the things that we've done, but one is also sad because um uh there hasn't been maybe the kind of help, there hasn't been the kind of environment, there hasn't been the things that I had hoped for, mm-hmm. you know, you're lamenting, you're grieving. All of that is good. Whereas anger, I think, just keeps us locked into places that are not, not healthy. I think. Well, and sadness cracks the door open. Yeah. If you say, I'm sad, I'm being sad. If you cry out in sadness, talk to God about that. Say, oh my goodness, I'm sad. And that It's might, the beginning of the walk. And that might be a, a good place to start, even with what you share with others, like of saying, I'm going to trust you with my sadness. That, hey, you know, I've walked this journey to this point. I've been closed off, and now I'm learning to open myself up, and I'm, I'm feeling sad about that because I'm feeling sad that I haven't done this sooner or that, you know, any number of things that can be part of the sadness. Right, and if you're going to build a trust story, then you start taking care of yourself, and you have to open up risk a little bit and trust someone else that you believe healthy and safe and trust someone else. And, and then the, the process of opening beginning versus Die, closed, no trust, attached, no relationship, mm-hmm. right? But our relationships sort of part of the healing and the oneness plan that God has. By their love, you will know mm-hmm. they're mine. By the way they love and connect and relate, you'll know they're my followers, right? So we want to move to relationship and love story versus distrust and distance story. Yeah. And, you know, I would love to hear from any of you today, guys, that you're saying, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm wanting to drive a stake in the ground today, and I, want, I don't want to be building any more of this love plus fantasy life. I want to go on a journey of building a love plus trust life. Um, so mm-hmm. I'd love to hear from you. Just send, send that to me. 
um, at Jonathan at BeBroken.org. If you're saying, hey, I'm making that decision today, and we want to help you take your, yeah, next, great. your next step on your journey to wholeness in Christ. And Amen. so please reach out to us. And, um, and if you want to read some more daily blog thoughts, drmarriage.org. That's me. Yeah. And we are always glad that you're on here with us on the Pure Sex Radio podcast. And we look Amen. forward to seeing you back next time. You're Take the care. best. Keep growing. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.